name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Um, Gospel text today um, reminds me that God gives us second chances. He gave the Israelites chance after chance after chance. There's kind of a warning label on that. Don't take that too far. Don't let your heart go too far away. Because like Israelites, they ended up rejecting the Son of God. So it, it, God continues to give us chance after chance after chance. And it's a beloved thing that he first sends his prophets, and then he sends his judges, and then he sends his kings. And all along the way, he's kind of dealing with us and dealing with Israel in such a powerful way to continue to show them himself. And finally, he comes to, to them in the form of a man. And that's where the major rejection of Israel comes. But we're given this opportunity today uh, to, uh, to look at our own life in, in, in this relationship and say it from regard to this idea that is, is, uh, what is my opportunity here? What, where, is God, where does God have me today? And the importance of this is that this is the beginning of the church's year. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And at the beginning of every year, we make this, you know, you make these uh, uh, New Year's resolutions. You always make a resolution to, to reconnect with something, to deal with something important, uh, to look at a portion of your life and say, you know, that needs to be corrected. And God stands before us at the beginning of every church year and engages us in this moment. And I think it's so critical for us to understand this. I want to read something from uh, the year of the grace of the Lord to you from this beautiful monk that writes to us this way. And the important thing here is to understand that this day is our day. This day God addresses us. This day it's time to look at you and what you are and where you are and where God wants to take you. What is God saying to you? He says, today I come, I am poor. Perhaps materially, but most certainly spiritually. I'm a captive, captive by my own egoism and of my sins. I am blind, for my eyes do not know how to perceive the divine light. I am wounded, perhaps, by external circumstances of my life, but much more so by my repeated spiritual failure. In all times, Jesus is there in front of me, and he offers me deliverance. He himself is the embodiment of all deliverance and of all forgiveness. If at this moment I accept his word, his salvation, Everything can become new to me today. Today, on the first day of the year, this offer is made to me. I have heard this divine promise so many times already. At the start of so many years, I have abused this grace so many times, wasting it in sin, opportunities open to me for my conversion. But in spite of this accumulation of infidelities, Jesus still renews this offer to me today. This year 
which starting can still become for me the year of grace of the Lord. I do not know if I shall have enough strength and grace to persevere. But at least on this day, I can look towards the Lord in a spirit of faith and consecration. The gospel says, the eyes of all of them were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Would on this first day of the year my eyes might turn away from the defilements in which they take pleasure and fasten them on Christ and remain fixed on him. For if I have the courage to keep my eyes on Jesus alone, if I not turn them aside, I shall no longer fall. Lord Jesus, look at me. I have listened to this promise. Let me now hear in the way that is totally and personally and personal and intimate the assurance this day is the scripture, the scripture fulfilled in this in your ears. So we come here to this moment each year to engage this to engage our life in front of Christ. That's that's what we're here today to do. To accept again this effort he makes to be in front of his gracious mercy to beg him for forgiveness for our sins and to move our life forward in the ways that he would have us move forward and so I was thinking through this in regard to the examples of those that have come before us who've had this second chance St. Paul He's called the persecutor. That's how he's labeled in, the, in some of the hymnody, the persecutor. But he's the repentant persecutor. Peter, the denier, denied Christ three times. Second chance. The two great apostles, both given second chances. In the saints of our church that have that have stumbled, King David, adulterer, murderer, a king, an heir of Christ, Mary of Egypt, who left society to find her salvation in the Jordan Desert for 37 years. And among us, there have been those that have made difficult choices to turn back to something better, to move back to do not necessarily maybe what they wanted to do, but what they knew they needed to do. This is an important time. This is the time where we look at this. We say, what is needful? What is, what is God's will? What does God want me to do? Like I said, like he says, it's sometimes we're captive by our own egoism, our own desires. We miss that. What, is, what does God want me to do? That's such an important thing. And I was thinking for me, back in 1971, I thank God that he was so vividly present in my life at that time. There was a moment in my life at a Christian meeting where God just met me and said, okay, it's time to say yes. It's time to say yes. And thank God I said yes. 
changed my life. You can ask my wife. She didn't believe it when I went home and told her. She says, show me. So I did. Did I do okay? <laughs> and then I remember another time for me, I was dealing with a great deal of anxiety, and Father John Braun told me, he says, jump in with both feet. You're straddling the church. Got one foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom. Jump in with both feet. It changed my life. So what's for you today? What's that that God is asking of you? It's very important that you engage this moment. What is he saying? Don't ignore this time. Don't ignore this exhortation that God is giving to you. He is about transforming lives. We come to church, yes, to praise God. Yes, to give thanks to God. But we also come to church to be transformed. And God is transforming aspects of our life. So what is it for you? Is it something deeply personal? Something that you have to deal with? Is it a relationship that must be corrected? Is it, is, is it, is it an involvement in the church? Is it attitudes and ideas? What is it that God is directing you to do? And he is directing you towards something. Because there are, there's not a time in your life when he's not at work in you. Let me repeat that. There's not a, there's not a second in, in your life when he's not at work in you. Not one second. So for us, this is very, very important. And so today, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. Don't turn away. Look deeply into your life and see what, what is that? What is it? in my life that God is directing me towards. Where is those, what are those changes that need to be made? What are those corrections that need to be made? This is a very important time for us. And I want to encourage you through the epistle just to look at uh, several things. When you see this, how you, how, how you can be helped. First, in the epistle says, be watchful. So first, you need to pray. To engage this change, you must pray. You must move your mind in such a way that it moves and is conformed to the will of God. You know, we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That prayer forms our mind. We want to pray, we want our mind to be formed in the prayers of the church, not in our own ideas and attitudes, but in those great words that God gives to us to form our mind. So be watchful. Pray. This will help you move forward in the things that God has. And it says stand firm. Make your yes, yes and your no, no. You know you come through so many decisions in every day where you have to say yes or no. And you know the no is a good thing to do and the yes is a in, in this situation the yes is a good thing to do and in this situation no is a good thing to do. You need to do that. Make your yes, yes, and your no, no. Be firm. Stand firm in that. Don't waver. Don't waver. Understand that this is going to be a part of every day that you have to face. Make it, make the, that which you are to say that is good, you say yes to. That which is not, you say no to. 
even to the thoughts, even to the thoughts. Allow that to, to address your thoughts. And be courageous, it says. Be courageous and strong, says St. Paul. So my, my encouragement to you, I was told by an old baseball coach, is you know how to make sure you can catch everything thrown to you? Expect the bad throw. Expect the bad throw. You don't stand there thinking that it's coming to you. You stand there thinking it's not coming to you. So expect temptation. Expect it. Be ready for it. <laughs> so funny. This, uh, my old coach, Curtis, if you ever go to the Gaucho Stadium, you know, the reason that stadium is there is because Coach Jack Curtis came to UCSB and gathered money to build it. And so they raised funds to build a gate in his honor. And the gate is built. It's all wrought iron. When you first walk up there and there's a sign about this big that says Curtis Gate. And his, and his wife and son went to see it. And Jim, a good friend of mine, his son said, well, Dad used to say, if you expect nothing, you'll never be disappointed. So he wasn't disappointed. There's very little done for him there. But it's, it's for us to understand that the difficult thing is coming. So you have to be alert and strong and courageous. You have to be prepared beforehand. Not, not when you show up or when the temptation shows up. You've got to be ready beforehand. You know the temptation. You know what they're coming to. You know what's coming at you. Be prepared. Be strong and courageous. Be ready to fight. You know how you're going to fight. Don't be surprised by a bad throw. And finally, he says, as he always does, love. Do everything in love. Do everything in love. So this day, when God is bringing us to this moment of the first day of the liturgical year, to transform us, to give us uh, a goal, something out in front of us, to make us more like him, to, to, to allow us to be a more loving community, a more watchful community, a more courageous community. May God be with us in our efforts this day and uh, in the days ahead. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.